0: Good afternoon, and welcome to your DIY health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram Retired. You can call me Sarge. It is too. Two- sorry about that. I haven't changed my dates here. It's Wednesday, December 23rd. <laughs> Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Yeah, I missed yesterday because I was attending my uh, friend's funeral. I was asked to give the eulogy. It went well, and uh, we're back. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top, nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing is missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com there's all kinds of information there all the products we talk about are there and i have been neglecting i've been meaning to say you know the best thing you can give somebody for christmas is the gift of health and there are plenty of products uh, uh, for all price ranges although at this point it's too late to get it for christmas you'll have to cut out a picture and give it to them in a card and tell them it's on its way or something but uh, a healthy body start pack or a uh, basic mighty 90 uh, something like that is a fantastic way to get people on the right track, as well as giving the links to these shows so they can learn why it's so important to be supplementing. But, uh, I apologize for slacking off on that. I've been meaning to do that for quite some time and I just keep forgetting. But anyway, uh, encourage you to help people out, start the new year off right with, uh, nutrition and, uh, give them the list of the bad foods so they know what things they should be avoiding and uh, they'll see a difference very very quickly if they just cut out the bad foods and start supplementing when i did that in two months well yeah it was about two months i lost 24 pounds just cutting out the bad foods and going on the supplements no exercise no nothing i couldn't exercise because both my knees were messed up at that point but uh just a, just a thought. But anyway, you check out the website. If you have any questions, you can hit the Contact Me button, send me an email, or call and leave a message. I'll get back with you within a few hours, and we'll get you on the right track. Also, if you hit the Radio Shows tab, you'll see at the top of the page the link to our archive page through castbox.fm. And a little bit below that, you'll see the links to the shows that we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to our Facebook page, as well as the chat room. And I believe... Yep, looks like Unplug's in the chat room, and uh, somehow I missed yesterday's annou- or the, the announcement on Monday that yesterday was going to be a replay. Uh, it says, uh, listening to Roger and the gang right now, they get into some fascinating topics. They certainly do. I wish I had more time to spend on, the, on that show with them, because it's, it's great, but I listen to them as much as I possibly can. Uh, things we have thought about from time to time, but fascinating nonetheless. That's for sure. But uh, anyway, we got all that going on. Um, See here. Got the chat room. We got all that. Uh, Keep in mind that the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use the show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. If you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E. The numbers four, five, and the letters A, C, P is A-C-P as in Paul. Mention you're a listener. We'll get you approved, and from that point on, you'll be able to call in an excellent audio quality via Skype anytime we're live. So, still kind of up in the air as to whether tomorrow will be live or not. I'm at this point, I'm pretty much planning on it um haven't heard uh well haven't had a chance to talk with missus uh to see if she's got any plans but i got a sneaking suspicion we're going to be able to do a live show tomorrow and uh last week mike gaddy uh said that he would uh, be available if i wanted to have him on for a live show which i think there's enough going on and it would be well worth it so more than likely probably an 80 percent chance we'll be live with mike gaddy tomorrow um, you just have to tune in to find out for sure. Um, something may come up at the last minute, at which case I'll let Mike know that we're off and I'll pull again a replay. But uh, right now, uh, at this point, I'm planning on doing a live show tomorrow uh, unless something comes up that I don't know of. So anyway, that's where that's at. Got the uh, desktop cleared up a little bit here. I came home from the funeral yesterday, which, like I, like I said, went very well um, As uh, because of COVID. <laughs> it's kind of weird because when I when I do public speaking things, I'm usually talking to a large room of people. And uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but when I do it, that seems to be the way it works out. Yesterday, I think there was maybe, oh, maybe 20 people uh they were limited to 40 and i think because of that a lot of folks just decided to stay home because it was live streamed and uh but the funeral home really needs to get their act together when it comes to live stream they have a really nice camera that has uh, good hd quality however they just have a microphone on the camera picking up this you know the audio from the sound system and uh it was way 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 inferior They need to have a a live feed right from their sound system going right to the camera for the live feed or live stream. That's what I do at our church, and it works a whole lot better. Uh, The audio on this live stream was really poor. I tried watching a replay last night, and hardly worth it. But uh, anyway, got home from the uh, funeral and found a little box by my garage door, had my copy of I Do Not Consent by Simone Gold, MDJD, who was the head of the um, uh, frontline doctors, the white coat doctors that uh, had their um, uh, press conferences in front of the uh, uh, Supreme Court building twice this year. And I'll tell you what, I just started reading it before the show started, and it looks like it's going to be a really uh, interesting book. I also got my hard copy of Erin Elizabeth Olszewski's Undercover Epicenter Nurse. I played her uh, uh, interview last week, and um, it's a good-looking book and lots and lots of uh, interesting information. I'm looking forward to reading this one, and there's some glossy pages in the center that have uh, photos of her, looks like childhood family stuff, and then it gets into her military service in Iraq, and uh, then a little farther back there's more glossy photos of the nursing situation and all the stuff that she was involved in there. But, um, again, looks like it's going to be another interesting book. I highly recommend them both from everything I've seen of these two ladies. Uh, it would be worth, number one, getting it for the information. Number two, to support their uh, activities. Let's see here. Unplug says, just down my healthy body start pack on the go capsules. whoo hoo gotta love it good stuff got my little bottle of uh ultimate uh daily or ultimate classic sitting right next to me here and uh i just uh, picked up an order at the post office yesterday of things that uh, i had i was beginning to wonder uh that was supposed to be delivered last monday and the post office is really like, taking a hit this year i guess they're experiencing heavier than usual uh volume this time for this time of year And I honestly thought they lost my package. But uh, they managed to get it to me, and it was in my P.O. box yesterday. So I picked it up and brought it home and uh, got a fresh batch of everything. So anyway, there's a video that uh, Unplugged passed along to me the other day. And I told him I would try and play it today, and I'm going to do that right now. It's about a a six-and-a-half-minute-long video. It's yet, Yet another speaks up and says the vaccine will be... Uh, the virus and COVID-19 is a complete hoax. So let's go ahead and uh, get this rolling here and we'll go, we'll talk about it after we're done. Here we go.
1: Amanda, you wanted to address the issue of the virus. Would you like to speak on viruses, please? Sure. Um, It's important for people to understand that a virus has never been isolated. Not once, not ever, and never will be because it doesn't exist as described. Uh, if you look at Dr. Stefan Lenka's work, he was the one really to get things vocalized. He's a German virologist, biologist, and he was actually the one to first identify a phage in the ocean, uh, which are large structures that actually support the terrain of the fish and help them uh, overcome disease. So they're not pathogenic. And when he realized that, he was like, something's very wrong. And he started to look at measles virus particularly. And he wanted to see the original papers that identify the virus and name it, uh, measure it, and describe it appropriately. And he found that in all the original papers, that was not done. Uh, none of the viral uh, particles as they have uh, described and shown cartoons of um, and colored pictures of and fancy CGI of, uh, they don't exist like that. Uh, they don't aren't seen uh, on 2D uh, microscopes properly, they're artifacts of the body, and they're produced when the body undergoes stress. Uh, Stress, toxins, and nutritional deficiencies will lead to issues in the body where cells start to proliferate because they have to fix a problem. And when you have waste material gone uh, out of control, then you have to remove them. The body has to remove them. Now, if you are uh, living a lifestyle where you're feeding yourself all kinds of Uh, bad foods, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, drinking lots of coffee, not taking care of your health, uh, then each spring you usually go through a natural sort of detox where you remove these materials through mucus uh, out of of the body. Uh, And if you take that mucus and you look at it under a microscope, you'll find all these kinds of particles. Um, And if you're looking for these groups of particles, uh, you'll kind of find what you're looking for. And it's basically like saying um, flies have caused the garbage that you made. But no, you make your garbage, and then the flies are attracted to the garbage. So same thing in your body. You make the garbage. Your own microbes go to work. Pleomorphically, polymorphically, meaning they change shape. So a bacterium becomes a fungal form, becomes a viral form, and so on. Not to not to talk, make you toxic or make you sick, per se, as they've described it and give you bad things but to actually assist the body to remove the poisons from all the tissues and remove them appropriately if you're in a nutritional deficiency state then what's going to happen is you can't remove it appropriately through the liver and through the kidneys Um, you will use other organ systems like the skin as we see in measles or chicken poxes we see in the lungs coming out which is inappropriate ideally you would go right through the liver so people say oh you shouldn't say that you might get it and then what happens and I say I will never get it I'll never get it because I detox my body regularly and I give myself good nutrition and I don't poison myself Um, I'm not afraid of of anything that I couldn't even possibly catch anyway Um, so understanding that right from the beginning we do not have a virus we do not have it uh, identified appropriately and it does not satisfy Henley Cox postulates and even in the original papers from COVID from China, it states in that research that it does not satisfy Koch's postulates, which means if you take an isolate and you remove it and you put it in a healthy individual, you should be able to make that disease appear. They have not done that work. They cannot do that work because if they were able to actually isolate it and do that and try to infect a healthy subject, nothing would happen. If you look at any study done on contagion, what they have to do in order to produce a disease response is poison the host. It's exactly what vaccines do, by the way. If you actually could make a vaccine with just the isolate of what you were trying to promote some sort of immune response uh, from, say, even a bacteria, what would happen is nothing. Because you have to first poison the host in order for them to go through a violent response. Uh, and produce cytokine storms and all these kinds of immuno uh, particles to get this absolute non-self out of the body. And that's why vaccines don't work unless they put the poison adjuvants in, the metals and the polysorbits and the antibiotics and all of these violent tissues that don't belong in your body. So right there, we don't have contagion and we don't have viruses. From the research, from the, from the base of the history of it. And I always encourage people to go read Dr. Stefan Lenka's work. If you're new to this, if you're trying to understand this, you can take a virus and put it in a biological lab and make some Frankenstein monster because the second it hits air, the second it hits the sun, it's over. It, de- it denatures. It's done. It dehydrates. Okay. All you can do If you wanna make a Frankenstein monster, which I know they have in lab, you put it in the vaccine and you put it in people's bodies and then you have a a very big problem on your hands. So the first step is to make sure you're eating right, you're detoxing the body, you're learning about how to do that. The next step is to not take a vaccine because that is exactly how you do get the biological agent inside your blood in which it will cause a huge uh, problem on every possible level and can be very hard to heal as many of us have the test we are vaccine damaged i am myself so i just want to address that i have all the research and all the papers for anybody who wants the, that information i'm more than willing i have blog articles on my website lots of videos on this topic so you can learn about why this does not exist as described and to understand pleomorphism that we make the particles ourselves and that's why they say it mutates. Oh, it's changed a little from Italy to Iran to Canada. Why? It hasn't mutated at all. It's because we each make individual particles that are a little bit different than everybody else. So you can look at that map that they say it's mutated, and it's all bollocks. So just, I just want to get that point across. Thank you.
0: There you have it. Just one more uh, mm-hmm. bit of information that shows that uh, we're being lied to on a daily basis. And basically what she was referring to there is the uh, virus versus exosome theory. And um, that's why, like she said, it's not mutating. It's just the difference in exosomes being produced by the individuals. Kind of like snowflakes or fingerprints, I guess you might say. That the human exosome is, uh, while they're all, you know, they all might be snowflakes, but the, the snowflakes are different designs, different shapes, forms. And that's the case here. Um, while it may look like what they're looking for as far as COVID-19 is concerned, or SARS or coronavirus or whatnot, they're all slightly different because they're produced by individual human beings. So I wanted to get that out, and I want to thank Unplugged for passing that on to me. Uh, really good video. While this was playing, I was doing a little search to uh, look up uh, COVID-19 and Cox Postulates, and of course, there's a lot of disinformation there. The first thing I came up with was uh, somebody saying, "Oh yeah, that's I'm I'm being told that this is all crazy and it's all you know it's all tinfoil hat stuff and that kind of thing." So that's you got to be careful when you start looking for this kind of stuff. Um, you can rest assured that the you know the probably most of the searches you do and the first results you're going to find are going to you know be things trying to shoot down the what you're looking for. So I'll keep looking for that, but I don't want to comment right now because I haven't had a chance to look at any of these articles. But I did want to move along a little bit. Um, Vaxter.com, V-A-X-X-T-E-R.com, which is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny's website. I was uh, perusing it the other day and came across an article on here by a contributor. Um, let's see here, Janet Leviton. MD, HMC, holistic pediatrician. Should you need an exemption to say no to a mask or vaccine? <laughs> so uh, I think we all know what the answer is, but let's take a look at this. In these times of mask mandates, saying no to unwanted mask usage has become difficult. That's for sure. If you say no to vaccines, or chemotherapy, or statin drugs, or any medical procedure or intervention you don't wish to have, no one knows you have refused to walk as you walk down the street, browse in a shop, go to school, enjoy a day at the beach, or as you attend a movie, play a concert. It is your private business. (laughs) If people know you haven't been vaccinated, or if they find out you are a full-fledged anti-vaxxer, A lot of hatred may be directed at you. While many are aware of the dangers associated with vaccines, the majority still buy into the party line that vaccines are safe and effective and feel it everyone's duty to society to be vaccinated. After all, they believe that you need to be vaccinated to protect the health of others. Yeah, that's a really good buzz term that they've brought out. To really guilt trip people into taking these things. Oh, it's not just yourself. You're helping other people when you do this. Baloney. Mask requirements and mask mandates have completely changed these dynamics. You may have done your research. And you may understand completely there is no science to support that a healthy person wearing a mask does nothing except make the mask wearer ill. And that's exactly what I found. And you can find all kinds of articles on my website that, uh, allude to that very thing. Uh, anyway, make, make the mask wear will ill anything to stop the spread of viruses. You may need, you may even know that mask wearing can increase or induce a variety of medical and psychological problems for these reasons. And many others, you may be refusing to wear a mask and you may have already found out that this declaration or this decision can lead to exclusion and derogation and possibly even violent, aggressive acts. Now, let me stop here and give a, uh, a personal, um, what's the word I'm looking for, observation that I made yesterday. Now, I mentioned before that I had to go to my friend's funeral yesterday. And uh, like I said, I was asked to do the, or give the eulogy, and I talked to my friend's wife, and I told her, I says, I'm, I want to let you know right ahead of you, know, I would love to be there to do this, but I am not going to wear a face mask. And the, the funeral home on their website and on their doors and everything have all the, you know, the legally, or not legally, but they believe legally required uh, signage and warnings that everybody there has to wear a mask and all this garbage and socialist distance and all that kind of thing. So... I you know, and she agreed, she understood, and I said you know, if worst case scenario, I'll I'll do a recording and I'll get it to them so that they can play it for everybody. Um, but then I called the funeral home and talked to the person in charge of, you know, who was handling uh, his funeral, and she said you know we have to post that stuff, and we have to comply with it ourselves. But as far as the people coming in, we pretty much leave that up to you. So when I got there yesterday. I was greeted by um, the son-in-law who was wearing a mask. And, uh, you know, everybody in the place was wearing masks, including his wife. And uh, my wife and I were the only ones at the time not wearing masks. And it was funny because people came in, you know, there were guys from our church that were going to be pallbearers and stuff like that. And they don't routinely wear masks either, but they brought one out of uh, respect and all this stuff. And uh, he said, do we have to wear one? I said, nah. So he takes it and sticks it in his pocket. And one of the other guys that was there has a pallbearer, uh, same thing. He, He and his wife were wearing masks when they got there, and he asked me about it. And I said, nah. I said, my my prediction is before this is over with, there won't be anybody wearing masks except the funeral home people. (laughs) And sure enough, everybody came in wearing masks. But by the time it was all over with, I think there might have been one or two people other than the funeral home staff. And everyone else had taken the stupid things off and put them in their pockets. And the funny thing was, is even those that were wearing them originally, most of them had them tucked under their noses so they could breathe. So, you know, it's social pressure in many cases or in this case like I said they were doing it out of respect and that kind of thing and I said you know I I respect but my respect only goes so far I am not going to make myself ill or damage my health you know because some idiot in a funeral home is posting a sign saying you got to wear a mask simple as that so anyway that was just my observation now where did I stop off Oh, yeah, protecting the health of others and, uh, okay, even violent and aggressive acts. It seems fairly obvious that the mask orders may have, or, uh, have been put into place, one, to control us, two, to divide us. Yeah, definitely. And three, to make us sick. That's my editorial inclusion. And they appear to be doing a good job. Unlike refusing vaccines, a choice that is invisible to others, declining to wear a mask is the first thing people notice about you these days. They notice about me everywhere I go because I have not and will not wear one. This immediately sets up a division and and polarizes us before we even say hello. Smiling as a greeting has become a thing of the past. Not really. I still smile. I enjoy it because I can do it and people actually know I'm smiling. I estimate that perhaps 50% of the population who thinks wearing a mask is a good idea has never stopped to think about the ramifications of their compliance. That's for sure. They're just going along to get along. They wear the mask almost all of the time, even if they wear it incorrectly. They are on board with the agenda and obediently comply. They are now referred to as pro-maskers. The other 50% understand that wearing a mask is unnecessary, unhealthy, and ridiculous. Let's call these people anti-maskers. Good term. Even though they understand the myth of the mask, most anti-maskers still wear a mask for variety. Hmm. Most anti-maskers still wear a mask for a variety of reasons. They think it's the law. They are worried about confrontations. They want to be approved of as good citizens. They believe they are doing a small act to make others feel comfortable. Oh yeah, I've heard all those arguments. And again, these are people who don't want to wear a mask, don't believe in them, but they do it for those reasons. I call them the go-along-to-get-alongers. While anti-maskers are not trying to force pro-maskers to stop them from wearing masks, the same cannot be said of most pro-maskers. They forcibly push the pro-masking agenda to denying mask-free shoppers entry into stores, terminating their jobs, refusing medical care, refusing access to travel and other events, and even resorting to verbal and physical confrontations. To avoid the pro-mask heavy-handed compliance rules, many people seeking a medical or religious medical exemption to avoid being coerced into wearing a mask against their will. The mask mandates come with a list of exceptions, especially medical inc- medical conditions. A medical exemption is written to provide immunity to a political regulation, or at least it is supposed to. <laughs> Exemptions to refuse vaccines have been used for decades and are codified into laws of most states, but they are only written to apply to co- uh, school aged children and grades K through 12. Because vaccine exemption laws were written more than 100 years ago, for most states, vaccine exemptions do not apply to college business or or industry. It is important to understand that up until now, mask recommendations are just that, recommendations. They are not legislatively enacted laws and thus do not technically need to be obeyed. And let me add something in. Even if they were legislatively enacted laws, they are all unconstitutional and obviously and lawfully do not need to be obeyed. There is no way any mask requirement can be enforced. They're all unconstitutional for whatever reasons. At the very least, it's a violation of your Fourth Amendment. Okay? And uh, you have no duty to follow anything, even if they are enacted by the legislature and signed by the governor. They are unconstitutional and need not be obeyed. Now, mask exemptions. We can claim medical or religious exemptions to avoid wearing, or can we claim medical or, or religious exemptions to avoid wearing masks? Will an exemption work? Will laws be put into place to take away our right to say no? And more importantly, Why do we even need to ask these questions? (laughs) Good one. I assert that we should not even need to say that we are choosing to not wear masks. Not wearing masks should be the norm, and wearing them should be an exception. That's the way it used to be. And it changed because of political pressure and lamestream media brainwashing. Anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers simply want to live in a world in our own natural state, breathing the pure air, as close as we can find, that nature provides us, and living in an uncontaminated body we were born with. It is a false narrative and an agenda to control our every move when we are required to submit to invasive procedures. And Unplugged is calling in, so I'll take a break and see what he has to say. How's it going, my friend?
2: Hey, how you doing, Sarge?
0: Good, good, good. What's up?
2: Oh, hey, I just, uh, you know, along, just, you know, you're, 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 doing great. I was just, I just wanted to, um, wanted to uh, go back to that video for a second and, and just kind of, you know, isn't that a brilliant synopsis of what's going yeah. on? Yeah,
0: it was great, short, sweet, and very, very informative and to the point.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's, you know, to me, you know, all this other stuff that we've been seeing, you know, all these. All these people who have been, you know, saying, "Oh my gosh! Oh, it's everywhere! Oh, it's mutating! Oh no!" You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you know that just refutes the whole thing right there.
0: Yeah, it, they, she did a good job, and uh, you know that's why I played it. <laughs> it was good yeah. stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, and... well, that, but that, that's the whole point, though. I mean, there's so many people on that side, though. They never get listened to. They don't get a voice. They don't get a platform. You know, mm-hmm. you can only find them on, say, YouTube, or you know, or, or you know, somebody who's actually taken the time to, you know, to find these videos, that's the only place you can find them. You can't, you know, you will not hear them on any kind of a, you know, a a platform that reaches tons and tons of people.
0: Oh, no. Well, I am now attempting, (laughs) I'm going to put it on my Twitter feed and both my Facebook pages. We'll see how long it lasts.
2: (laughs) I tell you, it's just, it's just, that's what's really, you know, got, got me about this whole thing is that, you know, if, if you were to be able you know, if that, particular message gets out okay and and gets out in a in a in a in a, in a big way mm-hmm. well i mean you know people would probably just go hey wait a minute. Hold the time out you know yeah and and suddenly you know because because you're hearing both sides yeah you know and 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 now you know you could at least have an intelligent debate uh, you know that that would be uh, the least they could do you know as far as you know informing the public
0: yep yeah, that's a big problem, and that's the trouble: is the other side doesn't have a leg to stand on, and that's why they have to censor all the information we put out because it's true and it rings true. And people, when they hear it, you know, and with the exception of those who have been so brainwashed, as the KGB study found back in the 50s, that no matter how much truth you show them, once they've been brainwashed, they won't accept it, and that's a yeah. shame. But there are still some out there that are sitting on the fence, and if they were get they get the right information, they just might, you know, fall off the right side. And uh, that's what we're hoping for, you know, getting the few that are still left that have the brain cells to rub together to get the right, uh, make the right decision. So, you know, we do what we can.
2: And, yeah, but you, you can see, though, how they got out in front of this and basically then said, okay, you know, now that we've got the narrative, you know, we're just going to keep, you know, keep it so oh, you know, yeah. so narrow. We're going to have this. You know, we're not going to allow any, you know, any kind of uh, sense Mm -hmm. uh, to come into the conversation. You know, we're just going to keep this on a straight and narrow and we're going to run with it as long as we possibly can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're doing everything they can because they realize this is their last shot. As uh, Roger says, they're going for the brass ring because otherwise they're going to be (laughs) going for these iron bars. Uh, You know, they're going to be behind them. And the, not uh,
2: only are they doing a disservice to to the public, but they're they're making us look like idiots.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Because we're not fighting back.
0: Right. That's the problem. You know that, and that's the biggest the biggest thing. It's human nature, like it says in the Declaration of Independence, to suffer suffer, you know, suffer evils while they're sufferable, and we are just, you know, again, <clears throat> and I say because of the you know, public fool system and fluoridated water. We're too docile, we put up with just about anything, and where you know the funny thing is is in the you look at the e u um they are unarmed, you know thankfully for their captors uh but if you know but most of those states don't allow uh fluoridation of water, so those people still are able to realize what's going on, and they take a stand and they get up and they march in the streets and that kind of thing and We haven't seen much of that here until just recently uh, after the election. You know, we've had a couple of really good, huge marches in Washington, and we're planning more and more and more as time goes on. And, uh, you know, it's something that we haven't seen before, but I think people are finally starting to reach that point where they're being forced out of their comfort zone, and they're realizing that if they don't do something now, their world as they know it is, is going to come to a screech and halt. And what's yeah, waiting and, on and, the other side is the not The thing is, though, is that
2: most of those people, you know, they don't have the argument that was presented in that video. You yeah. know, they, they don't, you know, they, they don't have that to draw on. It's, mm-hmm. it's not an arrow in their quiver.
0: Yeah, most of them, they just know it's wrong, and that's what they're going with. They don't have any facts to back up their beliefs.
2: And, yeah, and, and if they did, though, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you know, how quickly do you think that, you know, if they just stayed, just like it's being done to us, you know, where they're like, okay, we're going to stay on this narrative. Well, we could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We could turn around and say, okay, well, you know, this is our narrative and this is, you know, this is our tunnel vision and we're just going to stick with this.
0: Yep. You, you know? know, and, that's, you and know. so
2: now you've got, you know, one side versus the other side, which is what it, we know that's what it is, but you know, you've got one side against the other side, you know, and nah. now you've got, you know, uh, an argument that makes perfect sense versus, versus what they're trying to foist upon us.
0: Yeah. And truth always wins out over lies.
2: Yeah. You would think so, you know, but man, they've taken this, what's it been almost 10 months now. Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, you know, man, you know, they're, they're they're just taking this thing and running with it. And chances are, you know, 2021, it's going to be the same thing.
0: God help us. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if, um, and that's the whole thing. Uh, there's so much, so many different nuances and angles that things can go with this election that, uh, you know, I know Trump has no um, plans on leaving the White House because he knows the uh, election was stolen. And not so much to keep him as president, but to maintain our constitutional uh, elective process. And... You know, right now, now they're talking about trying to get his uh, you know, cabinet to go against him and try to enact the 25th Amendment and yank him out that way. Um, the thing is, is that would put Pence in charge, which he's just another deep stater, too. I honestly believe I don't trust the guy. But Yeah, uh, I felt that way, too. You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, he's reaching the point where he's going to be forced to, uh, you know, enact the Insurrection Act and, you know, take over the, the hard way. And, you know, they actually had a, I don't know if you saw it, but in that big spending bill, they actually had a segment in there that was, you know, short and sweet and buried in there, but basically it would take away his ability to utilize the Insurrection Act, which is all the more reason why he needs to do it (laughs) and soon.
1: Yeah,
2: but also in that video, you know, she's saying the same thing you've been saying for years. Which is, you know, look, you know, if you give your body yeah. what it needs, don't eat the bad stuff. You know, give
0: yourself the that's, good stuff. That's pretty
2: much it, you know. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. And uh, you know, it's 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 not a one hundred percent guarantee. You know, no. she can sit there and say, "I know I'm not going to get it." You know, <laughs> you know, you can say that, but there's always the chance that something will slip through. But even if it does, the chances of it having any effect, you know, most of the time. Uh, when that happens it lasts maybe a day it's no worse than Mm -hmm. a case of the hiccups really you know you're over it and you're done and chances are you've developed antibodies so in the normal proper way (laughs) not because of of vaccines and um, you know who knows so it'll help you fight things in the future but um, and that's the whole system you know you get it you deal with it you go on and the stronger you keep your body, the less likelihood of getting it. But even if you do, you, it, it's not an issue. You know, like I said, you know, yeah, it's the a case of the sniffles. Yeah, it's
2: amazing the propaganda and fear will mm-hmm. do to a, you know, to a populace. You yeah. Know, it's just, it's just amazing.
0: Yep. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's not a guarantee 100% bulletproof, but even if you do get it, you're going to, you know, it's going to be just a hiccup and you move on. And that's the whole oh, idea. Yeah.
2: Totally agree. Well, hey, if you got more stuff to cover, can I just listen in here?
0: Sure. Yeah, no problem. Just uh, chime in if you want, whenever. All right. So we're looking at the mask exemptions here. And, uh, you know, people, you know, the trouble with exemptions is that an exemption is basically the uh, government in their um, great uh, benevolence is allowing you to do something that would other, otherwise be illegal. And that's what I hate about exemptions. It's like tax-exempt. You know, there are tax-exempt ministries that are, they have a 501c3 status that takes the legal requirement for them to pay taxes and puts it aside and says, we're the government, we're going to allow you not to pay taxes. But there's also, in the in the case of churches, there's Section 508 of the, of the, uh, the uh, Inter- Internal Revenue Code that basically says churches are outside the realm of government. They're not tax-exempt. They're non-taxable because they're, the government doesn't have any jurisdiction over them. I have a non-taxable ministry. It's not tax-exempt. I'm not 501c3 status. I'm non-taxable because it's outside government influence. And that's what's going on here. If our rights are outside government influence, your Fourth Amendment rights protect you, and they're not given to you by the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment simply says government has no right to take these rights that pre-existed, the Constitution away from you, to be secure in your bodies, purses, papers, and effects. You know, You have an ultimate God-given right to say no. It's not an exemption they have no authority in the first place and that's the the downside of all these things and unfortunately a lot of these people that are writing articles like this really don't understand the true meaning of rights and where they come from but anyway let's continue on with with what she's saying here you know we can claim medical or religious exemptions to avoid wearing masks or can we Will an exemption work? Will the laws be put into place to take away your right to say no? They cannot be put into place if you're in the right position. And more importantly, why do we even need to ask these questions? Again, I assert that we should not even need to say why we are choosing not to wear masks. Not wearing masks should be the norm, which we've already said. Anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers simply want to live in a world of natural state. You know, I've covered all that, especially when those measures can make us sick or even kill us so here are a few things you can do to fight against both masks and vaccine mandates one if you have any media contacts encourage them to at least present both sides of the issue <laughs> chances of that in this day and age slim to none if the media followed mask illness, uh, illness and vaccine injuries in the same way they have promoted safe use of masks and vaccines, the truth would immediately elim- el- eliminate all mandates and wake up the masses, which is why they won't cover both sides. <laughs> Contact your state and federal legislators frequently. Once is not enough, let them know that you do not support masks for, or mandates for masks or vaccines and that you are watching how they vote on these issues. Now, the thing there, contact them, but do not automatically assume it's going to have any effect. Because any of these people, Republican or Democrat, if they have been in the system very long, they are not going to be listening or taking action because they have gotten to the point where it's too profitable for them to go along with the status quo. You have to look at the new, young, newly elected people or the people that are running for office. And you work to get them elected if they promise to support your rights and be opposed to these things. We have to put new people in that are on our side. And we have to get rid of the old, encrusted, uh, entrenched people who are not going to do anything for us. And we've seen that with the election process and the uh, what's going on now. Everybody, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, yeah, Mitch McConnell, he's on our side. yeah. He's married to a Chinese national, he's being influenced by the Chinese government, and he's trying to talk to all the people in the Senate, including the new guys, not to oppose the election. Just let it go through, let Biden get in, and that is treason as far as I'm concerned. Mitch goes to Gitmo right along with the rest of them as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, number three, talk to individuals who are wearing masks because they think they should. Encourage them to stand along their, then uh, stand strong in their beliefs and not wear a mask. In other words, grow a pair. <laughs> I do not wear a mask. If I am challenged, I say I have a condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. I would like to stop in your store, eat in your restaurant. I hope it's okay. If they refuse, I take my business and my money elsewhere. And that's basically what I do, you know. And everybody has a medical exemption. Because every single person on this earth is designed by their creator to breathe fresh air. You know, you don't drink your pee. You don't eat your poop. You shouldn't be re-inhaling the waste products that come out of your exhaled breath. Because that is just as dangerous as the first two options. So if you're putting a face diaper on so you can catch all that crap and re-inhale it, you should be collecting all that other stuff for when you're thirsty and hungry. (laughs) <laughs> oh, but I don't think anybody's going to take my advice on that one, are you?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, Sarge, yep. you know, i give charm in a second.
0: Go right ahead. Uh,
2: uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know, when I first heard of exosome theory, you know, I, I, it was just such an aha moment, you know. Because, you know, we had been sold this this virus stuff for, you know, quite some while. And then the sexism theory stuff came out. I started looking into it and I was like, you know, this makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the rest of it just made no sense at all, you know. And, and now, and you can see so clearly that they've taken this, this, this virus, quote unquote virus theory, and they've ran with it. And they basically convinced everybody that, oh, yes, yes, viruses are communicable. Oh, yes, yes, it's everywhere. Don't mm-hmm. touch anything. Don't breathe.
0: Yeah. Prove it,
2: you know. And they're generated, you know, just like you said, the video, they're generated internally. Mm -hmm. There is no need for you to wear a mask. Exactly. You'd you'd be crazy to wear a mask because, you know, you're you're, not only are you impeding your ability to breathe, but just like you said, you're breathing all that stuff back in and now your body's got to deal with all these toxins. Well, guess what? You're going to produce even more, quote unquote, internal viruses Mm -hmm. to deal with the toxins.
1: Yep. I'll and tell now you. you've
2: got a runaway train and they've got, they've got everything that they always wanted them. You know, they've got people following the orders, people getting sick, you know, and, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And it'll never, it's never going to stop because you're generating the, uh, the toxins yourself. You're doing it to yourself and they've caused it.
0: Exactly. And, yeah. you know, they, I got to give them credit. They finally, like I've been saying all along, they found the sweet spot in our ignorance and that's the fact that, you know, if we can't see it, we are basically forced to listen to the so-called experts that they bring out that tell us something. And, and unfortunately, that's the way most people are. They are conditioned throughout their lives to not have the belief in their own abilities to reason and to research. And they have to accept what the smart people say. Oh, he's so much more knowledgeable than I am. I he must be right. I must believe him. I must do what they say.
2: I mean, you know, when you say wrapped around the axle of their training, (laughs) you know, you're absolutely right. I mean that's that's a that is a that's a completely correct statement. But you know, are they so wrapped around the axle of their training that they cannot be as open minded as those who don't have that kind of training?
0: You know, that's a good point because even a good friend of mine, Doctor Peter Glidden, I've mentioned him, I've had him on my shows, um, Love the man dearly. Uh, he's a naturopath with thirty years plus of clinical experience, and even he um, has gone down the virus pathway and has done some really interesting webinars about the so-called viruses and that kind of thing. And the next time I see him or get a chance to talk to him, I'm going to talk to. Him, I'm going to suggest that he look into the exosome theory. I said I'll send you some videos that you can check out and that kind of thing, but um, you know. As a scientist, if they're truly a scientist, they need to look at these other things. The trouble is, is these people that say follow the science, they're not scientists. They're propagandists. Right. You know, they're not looking at all aspects. A scientist looks at all the aspects, does the the study, does the um, experiments to prove the theory to make it no longer a theory, but a law. And that's why it's the virus theory, because no one has ever proven it. It's not written in stone. It cannot be reproduced, you know. And that's why they haven't isolated the so-called COVID uh, or the uh, coronavirus. And that's something that John Rappaport's been harping on since this whole thing started, too. And it even says so on the CDC's website. They admit that they haven't isolated the virus. So how can, A, they have a valid test for it? B, how can they have a valid so-called vaccine for it? <laughs> they can't.
2: Yeah, but it seems to me that, you know, all these arguments have come to a, you know, have come, everything that, that we're seeing right now, it's, it's kind of like a do or die moment, right? Everything's come to a head, right? Yeah. And so, and, and, and to me, it seems like we're at the heart of the argument. This is the heart of the argument, you know, and, and yet that has never come to a head. It hasn't been challenged. There's no, there's no refuting. There's no, you know, there's no panel. There's nothing to, you know, there's no intelligent conversation being had. Yeah, everybody's just talking about the the
0: vaccine or the virus as it, you know, as if it's actual, true, real, scientifically proven, which it isn't and hasn't been and can't be. Yeah, And that's the whole thing. That's another part of the whole illusion here. If they're dealing with something that doesn't, not only that you can't see it, but it doesn't exist in the first place, it makes it that much more simple to get people to believe virtually anything you're telling them because the whole thing is based on a lie to start with. And if you tell a lie long enough, strong enough, and loud enough, people will believe it. And it's a lot to easier to teach because, you or prove right that they've been, or it's a lot easier to fool them than to tell them they've been fooled.
2: Exosomes versus viruses. Yeah. To me, that is the heart of, of this whole thing.
0: Yep. You yeah, know, I get into arguments yet, with my yet, wife you know, being a I nurse. Mean, you, you would know. think
2: that that would be the most important conversation. But yeah. it's, it, it's never heard.
0: hmm Yep. And I, I get into my, get into with my wife about this stuff. And, you know, being a nurse, she's wrapped around that axle. And uh, try as I might, she finally gets to the point. She puts up her hand. I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> yeah, see?
2: <laughs> and
0: I just it's laugh and shake my head. It's and I so says, I'm pretty perfect, you're though. making my case for me.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, there's so many doctors who are on that side, though. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, there's, it's just, there's tons of people who are saying, look, you know, we know what it is. You know? Yeah. And, and so you've got these people who are saying, yeah, we know what it is. Versus these other people who are going, oh, no, come on, you know. It it is what we say it is.
0: Yep. And I would have thought that, you know, she would have learned a long time ago that, you know, because back when I first started taking Longevity products, my knees were bone on bone. She knew it. She could tell. And, uh, you know, the doctors were all saying, it's impossible to regrow cartilage. And then I went ahead and did it right before her very eyes. It's like, hmm.
2: Yeah. but then she slipped so right back dr. down wallach into the in old thing category. again he knows what it is yeah you know and but yet how, how often do people you know how often does dr wallach get a platform
0: how often is what
2: dr wallach how often does he get a platform you
0: know <laughs> well not as wide as it should be unfortunately they right. will never have him on mainstream media um he's on the george Norrie show on late night radio once a month he's on you know like things like Benny Hinn and stuff like that but um as far as mainstream that'll never happen guaranteed um the best thing that happens is he'll get on like um in a uh, local area if he's going to do a uh uh one of his uh presentations like in Indianapolis they'll you know they might get him on a local radio station for an hour or a half an hour or something to talk about it but it never goes beyond that local area it won't be played live you know over you know syndication over the air for you know many many countries and markets and things like that Um, he has two of his own radio shows that are aired but again they're not covered widely on regular radio stations it's internet and and things like that.
2: that intelligent conversation that's being had yeah. is being had in, in, you know, and I hate to say it, but it's almost as if it's being had in an underground planet. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty you know? much what it is. That's, you know, the so-called alternative realm, you know, internet and um, small stations, micro-broadcasters, things like that. Um, but the people like Dr. Wallach are, you know, people with true information are blackballed on the lamestream media because it, it flies in the face of... You know, to, to sit there and talk about, number one, nutrition and staying away from the bad foods is the key to this. Number two, even if you get it, you know, even um, the, the medical treatments, the things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and uh, budesonide, things like that, those work 100% of the time. But that yep. flies in the face of the narrative that they're pushing for, which is worldwide vaccinations, we can't have anybody putting information out there showing that there is not a need for a
2: vaccine.
0: And with you this know, I mean, thing, I mean, there really is sad no need.
2: Part about this, Sarge, is that you know, you can see this matrix that they've set up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see it so clearly. You know, say you are watching Fox News or something, and and what are most of their commercials? Yeah, you know, and most of them are you know is pharmaceuticals.
0: Yep, you got to you know? be outside the and, matrix and going, to truly yeah, see know, it, though.
2: It's so clear. You know, they want to sell you, you know, stuff that's not good for you. You mm-hmm. know, and then turn around, you know, and they're financing their programming based on that.
0: Yeah. Or they're sell, selling you so-called natural things that are nowhere near as good as they should be and will ultimately lead you to the pharmaceuticals. You know, that's True. the other thing.
2: True. Yeah, but isn't that, you know, to me, that's just so sad. It's a sad commentary, really, on, on what's happened in our society In my yeah. humble opinion.
0: You know, that's what happens when you have a half a dozen corporations owning all of the uh, print and, you know, electronic media in the country. Uh, they basically get together and formulate their program for where they want everybody to go, and that's what goes through. That's why you see all these things. I love it when they put together these montages of all the propaganda of the different radios and TV stations all over the country saying exactly the same thing about any particular issue and it's always the the democratic you know mantra and when they play it and they they show you know 27 different little clips you know or windows inside the the big the big window of all these different uh, uh, anchors and reporters all over the country saying exactly the same thing it's all scripted they get handed down this is what you will say about this topic verbatim and they do yeah. <laughs> and, and it's programming Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, when you look at what we're up against, it's like a tsunami. Yeah, I mean, it it really, truly is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this year especially, it's like okay, 2020, you know, Agenda 21, right? Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to make sure that you know that that we do it this year because you know this is our timetable.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, and um, you know the the situation with um, the election, same kind of thing um trump i honestly believe i've been saying all along he's caught on a tsunami he has to ride this wave of covid he's not a fan of vaccines if given the chance he will not take a vaccine i'm sure um and being the president he's got the choice the trouble is it's the 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 stigma that gets attached to you if you're anti-vax especially you know, with everything else that's going on with this guy just imagine if he came out and said i'm not taking a vaccine oh well, baby <laughs> imagine
2: if he came out and said what we were talking about just oh know, yeah with exosomes and everything else mm-hmm. i mean you know it, it, let's say he came out and he said look you know i'm gonna make some sense here now you know i mean look what does he have to lose at this point
0: at this point virtually nothing i mean he's 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 hanging by a thread right now because even his own inside people are against him. And that's the whole problem is he's got nobody there but himself and, you know, millions, you know, 70 or 80 million Americans who are really royally pissed off and ready to start doing something. But He can uh, take control of the airways. He's yep. got that option. Yeah, he does. And I'm hoping that he flips that switch soon. You know, it's, it's reaching a point where he's not going to have any choice. And if he doesn't do it soon, it may be too late. And that's, yeah. that's a big problem but you know we have to see how that pans out but uh it's getting close but anyway you know we're just about out of time here um and like i said hopefully tomorrow i'll be here live um i think from the sounds of things we don't really have any plans especially you know normally on uh, christmas Eve, my wife's off we'll go out we'll have uh some place for lunch and then we'll go shopping but you know I just don't <laughs> want to go to a mall and deal with someone's, oh, you got to wear a mask, you know, all that crap. <laughs> no, thank you. Plus, I don't I don't get into Christmas crap and all that, you know, all the gift-giving stuff. You know, I'm, I celebrate the birth of my Lord and Savior. I don't worry about all the other junk. And, um, you know, so as far as Sorry, I'm concerned.
2: for taking my call. I appreciate it. And, hey, uh, it's, my it's, pleasure. Chatting
0: with you. It's, it's great having you. And like I said, hopefully we'll have uh, Mike Gatty on tomorrow and uh it'll be an interesting chat with all the stuff that's now coming to the surface um you know where we go and how we do it and that kind of thing Uh, especially now they're talking about the 25th amendment and i forget some of the other things there's so much stuff going on it's hard to keep track of it all (laughs) unreal but uh anyway um hopefully we'll be here but if not i wish everybody a merry christmas and we will be back on monday for sure But uh, if all goes well, we'll be here tomorrow and uh, have another good show with Mike. And uh, I think uh, everybody will enjoy that. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, Sarge. All right, right back at you, my friend. Take care. And uh, everybody else out there, enjoy. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. If you don't do it, nobody else will. We'll see you either tomorrow or at the latest on Monday. Take care. Have a Merry Christmas. and God bless.